So welcome back, lovely people. Welcome back around the virtual campfire for this next short episode of My Heathenry. And today around the virtual campfire with us, we have a very, very special guest all the way from the Netherlands. So we'd like to introduce you lovely listeners to a lovely lady called Frigga Asraf, who is co-founder of the Dutch heathen group Hetrad, and also the founder of the Flame of Frith, which is an international heathen prayer group. Frigga, welcome around the virtual campfire with us today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello there. And hello, Kate. Lovely to be near your fire. In this series, we've sort of talked to a few people about what their heathenry is to them. So mm -hmm. in your own heathenry, what kinds of things are important to you? Uh, nature. I think it always comes down to me, to the earth, to the land, to nature. One of the things hidden them Germanic Hedendom brought me was to become more aware of it due to uh, celebrating the main festivals. Mm -hmm. Because then you, you go way more in the flow of the seasons. Yeah, that always brings me a lot. Um, due to the fact that I, I have to, my, my physical disabilities stay a lot at home. I have my season table, so I can, can bring outside indoors and, and decorate that uh, with every season. I have a garden and I try to go outside every morning and to see what is going on in my garden and, and to see the plants and how they are in the wintertime, how they are in springtime, summertime, autumn, all these changes. Yeah, that's a very important part of, of, of my heathendom. I love the idea of a season table. Bringing the outdoors indoors. I like that. Somewhere I, I had to go, I, I bumped into people who work with the season table and I start doing that. And I, I have my big altars, but I also have my season table. Mm. And, and it's just, you know, uh, go to secondhand stores and, and outside finding sticks. And, and, and during the summer and the autumn, I collect seeds, for example. And I, uh, from trees and from plants, and I put them on my season table and I, I keep them through winter on my season table. And then I, and often I, they are part of the, the, the Yule, Yule celebration and, and story blood. Then in spring, I give the seeds back to the, to the earth, to the land. And they have been blessed through, through several kinds of rituals and been on the altar. I love that as a way to to connect very closely with what's going on outside, um, to be able to to bring that in to make a season table and to have those things with you all the way through and to have that yearly rhythm of to collect the seeds and to keep them with you all the way through winter and then to take them out and replant them again in the springtime. Yeah, and what, and, and, um, what I also often do is, is that I put also a, a bowl of a small bowl uh, of seeds on the on. I have a, a separate altar for the flame of frizz, and I put a small bowl of seeds on on that altar as well. 
also with the idea that that this, the seeds are for months on that altar and will be blessed with the the, the flame of frizz and in that way in the spring give frizz to the earth mm, that's lovely um, so you were talking there about your your faith practices almost in everyday life through the seasons and through the changes are there other things that you do in your everyday life that are part of your faith practice? I have, uh, I've done a lot of praying. Uh, I think that is also why the Flame of Frist uh, grow into a prayer circle. Mm. To sit down and, and uh, whether it is talk, talk to the, the, the ancestors or the gods, sit down and, and tell them what is on my mind. And in that way, I, I uh, hear myself say what is going on in me. And it's a lot of difference if you keep it inside and only, you know, going on in your mind. And Or just sit down and, and, and talk to them. And I talk to them if, if I would talk to you or I talk to other people. Mm. I don't see that gods or, or, or spirits as high above me or, or all-wise or whatever. I, I just see them as, as other life forms with their own possibilities and impossibilities and I like to approach them as, as I would approach other people and the same I do I do in nature I, I have um, uh, um, a yew tree in my in my back garden that was already here um, when I moved into this house and what I, what I simply do if um, I want to, 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 to um, get in contact with a tree. I walk to the tree. I take a, a, a tree in my hands, just I would like, just as I would uh, shake hands with a human being. And I introduce myself. I just say to the tree, hello, I'm Frika Asraf. And, and simply when I came here, I, I, I uh, live here now. And, and I'm really glad that you are in my garden. And, and that's, yeah, I, I do that with plants and things. I just talk to them. So for you, prayer is a conversation. Yeah, mm. it it is. I can get things off my chest, and and I can ask for help. Uh, I uh, I can ask uh, for support. Mm. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, I'm way more of the the the, the uh, shamanic way of praying. And then you tell what is going on in you, and and and. It, yeah, you tell the spirits how you see them and that they're glad there. And, and yeah, I think that's that's a proper way to say it. It's way more of a conversation. Mm. Yeah, yeah, a much more a much more sort of even, uh, like a, a sort of even grade between you and them, rather than having to sort of look up. Yeah, we are equal. Yeah, that's my approach. I mean, I can remember. Uh, uh, somewhere, of course, I work. I also work with cider, and um, the first fifteen years or so, I guess it was mainly the gods for me, and then the ancestors uh, came more, started to play more a role in 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 my life and practice. And I suddenly, you know, this things that are actually mostly very, uh, could be very clear. I realized that, yeah, but if I, I work now with Seder, I mean, and I work with the ancestors, there are those amongst the ancestors who, who worked with Seder in, when they were alive. So I sat down and I called upon the ancestors and I, I exactly what I 
say now to you, I told them, and then um, there was suddenly, I, uh, you know, a lot of ancestors spirit showing up. Yeah, yeah, I work with cider, and I can teach you a lot. And okay, nice, great. And I start calling them the cider mothers. I invited them in in my house, and I walked them through my my apartment and explained what I have learned and techniques which are very modern, which they didn't know about. And they were very, oh, hey, that's nice. We are learning some new stuff as well. So I way more for me, it's the exchange. We can learn things from them, but they also so learn things from us. I was going to ask you about your faith practice and the developing of it, but you were saying there it's the gods came through first and then you've worked a lot with the ancestors, but at the moment it's the earth and, and where you are at the moment is the earth is very important. Yeah. My, yeah, my focus is on, on, on the earth and I think that is due to climate change. Mm. I mean, the earth needs our attention and yeah, being a heathen, to me, how else can you be than an Earth activist? And I think you can be uh, an activist in many, many different ways. You don't have to, to uh, rise up and go out on the streets. I mean, with the, the, the Flame of Fritz ritual, uh, we perform uh, every two weeks online. It, it, the activism became more and more part of it. Oh, also in, in, in a ritualistic way and, and in ceremonies, you can be an activist and you can express your care for the earth and you can call, up, call upon the spirits or powers or whatever you call it to help us to, to uh, change our lifestyle, to become aware of what is needed and hopefully to find ways to, to well take care of the earth and in that way to take care of ourselves. Do you find for you that your heathenry and activism, they seem to go well together? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When I, when I, yeah, if I look back, we, we started to do, to do uh, rituals for peace somewhere when, you know, when there was, was a war somewhere or, or um, things going on. So working for peace slowly grew into, uh, uh, and then I'm talking of, of Drat and, and the, uh, the people of Drat, uh, uh, yeah, find its way into our rituals. And I think that grew into uh, the flame of frizz. And on some point, the, 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 the uh, spirits asked me to, to be, uh, or to become, to be a frizz weaver, which I was at first rather surprised because I am more of a frister than of a, of a frizz weaver. But on the other hand, I think, yeah, maybe that's why I can be a frizz weaver because I don't, I'm not afraid for confrontations. And yeah, a couple of years I came uh, in contact with, with rebels from Extinction Rebellion. And yeah, that gave me, yeah, also a way expressed to, and to do something for the earth. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's interwoven, it's intertwined. And our rituals, as well for the Flame of Frizz, as as the main festivals, visit Rat, we celebrate there. The, yeah, it's it's mainly about the earth and activism, and I like it. So, for our maybe our last question for for today to speak with you, 
Um, do you have a favourite story from the myth cycle? Um, no, not so much a favourite one, but I have some fond memories of, of some of the myths. Mm. And that was a couple of times where the myths uh, were brought alive. I can remember years ago in Norway, we were invited to the Althing of, of Bifrost. One of the, I think still the biggest Norwegian Asatru group. And it was in the mountains. We were walking from the place we were sleeping to the, the place where the blood was held. When we crossed a small uh, stream, there was a bridge and then people stopped and we were standing there on the bridge. And two of the men were standing at both sides of the stream and they are starting to reciting the, the harbor jewel. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> and it was in Norwegian and I couldn't understand anything. And yet, of course, I could understand the entire story, but I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> How wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, because it's said, then it, it really comes alive. Mm, and I, I can remember one time we were invited uh, to give a talk about Azatru. Uh, I think it was the Green Circle, they called it. It was pagan, a pagan uh, organization. And we had said, okay. What are we going to do and, and how do we do it? And, and, you know, when you give a talk and, and people don't know anything about it, you, you have to, to at least tell a little bit about the worldview, uh, you know, Yggdrasil and the Nine Worlds. And, and we decided to make a little play out of it. So that we thought that we can tell a lot of things in a very simple uh, way. And it was about 10 to 15 minutes. So one of us played Wodom and me and another guy were, were the two ravens, Hugen and Mullen. And I still have them. I have hand puppet puppets that which are ravens. So we put them on a bottle in front of us. It was clear that we were the ravens. And Odin was sitting there and, and walking down memory lane and telling all kinds of things, remembering. But of course, he was telling it in the way that he is looking at his best. So, so now and then the two ravens start interrupting him. Well, yeah, don't listen to him. Actually, the story is going a rather different way. <laughs> and he didn't play such a nice role. And it was so funny. And we found it ourselves rather hilarious, but nobody was laughing. So we were a bit unsecure from do people like it or not. And afterwards, one of the, the, the guys who was there, we knew he, he, he already came to us for a couple of times and he, he I thought it was so funny, but it didn't dare to laugh because nobody was laughing. <laughs> and then we were very relieved. <laughs> oh, and I have to tell you one last great memory. How do you think of my, my famous role of playing Brusingerman? Oh, wow. Yeah. It was in, in Germany, a, a gathering of Eldering. And they asked if people would like to join in and I didn't understand exactly what it was to but I wrote my na name on the list and then I found out they, they split us in group if I can remember correctly six or seven people and there were three or four groups and each of us got one story 
and the group I was in, we got the story of how uh, Frika, uh, Frika, that's uh, <laughs> Praia, is is getting Brasingaman. And um, we just had two days to come up with a little act. And of course, my German is really bad. So I asked if we could play with a narrator. Then I didn't have to learn all kind of stuff by heart. And, and yeah, and somehow we came up that that, uh, that I was playing Brasingaman. <laughs> So, okay. And Michiel was playing Freya and he still had long hair, so we braided his hair and, and the altar cloth was wrapped around him as, as, as a, a, a dress. <laughs> and one of the tall ladies was, was with long hair. She, she um, knotted her hair uh, under her chin and, and was <laughs> crawling on her knees. And she was one of the dwarves. So the only thing I had to do was being shining, so I constantly said, blink. <laughs> <laughs> and and I had to hang around Freya's neck and just say blink. <laughs> and still, for years, when people saw me when we were at a gathering in Germany again, they came to me blink. <laughs> but it was great because it was four myths, four of the stories told in very different ways and and with a lot of fun and and. Yeah, I, I, I love these kind of things. That does sound good. I yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a lovely story just to, to end this time with you. Um, we'd like to say thank you very, very much for joining us around the virtual campfire just for these short chats about, you know, how people view their heathenry and what things are important to them. So we'd like to say thank you very much, Frigga, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And lovely listeners around the virtual campfire, we will see you again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>